1: Hello and welcome to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I am your host, Shelby Shear, joined by my co-host, my person I'm married to, Jason Shear. That is me. That is Jason. And we are doing our post-game podcast. Arizona just lost to UCLA. Unfortunately, final score was 75-59. This is The opposite of what I thought would happen, and I'm sure what a lot of people thought would happen. I'm annoyed at Jason for being semi more right than me. Last night in his analysis, UCLA did win bigger than we we projected. Yeah, I didn't think it'd be like this. We didn't think it'd be like this. So we'll just kick it off with what went wrong for Arizona on Tuesday night.
0: Um, I don't like blaming the schedule. I, I think the – you know, as I see some people on Twitter and the message board saying third game, six days on the road, blah, blah, blah. You still have to make layups. Uh, I and I don't know if the moment was too big. Tommy Lloyd kind of insinuated after the game, like UCLA's been in these games before, and this team really hasn't been. You know, they haven't been in this big game, and UCLA's experience kind of paid off. But at the end of the day, basketball is a really simple game to figure out. Mm-hmm. Your shots go in,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you'll probably win.
1: Ooh, and, and then you rhymed again.
0: Your shots go out, it's time to pout.
1: I am super pouting right yeah.
0: now. Yeah. And so Arizona was six of 23 on layups. Like, there's JV high school teams that aren't six for 23 on layups. And so it, when you take a look at that stat, I mean, it's just brutal. And, and credit UCLA. I thought they defended pretty well. But there were also looks for Arizona like, Ben went five of twenty-two. He missed five layups at least, and they were shots that he he's, he literally hasn't missed all year. Um, you know, and and it's just one of those games where UCLA came to play, played its best game of the season. I've I've watched pretty much all their games, and as like Rob Doster said on Twitter, shout out to him, Arizona just picked the wrong night to play like shit, <laughs> and. Yeah. and, and It was UCLA playing its best game of the season and Arizona playing its worst. And I kind of said this in the podcast, that when we previewed, every team in the country will have a bad game, if not more. Like the idea that some people on the message board had with Arizona going undefeated in conference play was never, it doesn't happen on this level. This isn't the WCC, all right? And what I mean by that is you take a look at Gonzaga, right? They didn't play well against Alabama, they lost. This UCLA team got run off the court against Gonzaga. Right? Baylor lost two games in a row. Duke lost to Florida State. Auburn tonight almost lost to Missouri, who's like losing to Cal. They needed, you know, a, a one-point win or whatever it was. It happens. Crap happens. It just happened at a awful time. If this happens next week against UCLA, hey man, it's a sign of something. Tonight. Like, maybe it's because I've been watching basketball a long time. It's kind of that like, man, crap happens. One of those games, it happens. It just sucks it was against UCLA.
1: And it was their third road game in a handful of days. They were tired at the end. You could tell they were gassed. Um, I would have liked to have seen them play UCLA when they should have played UCLA. And I think that, you know, this whole thing... The stars always just misalign sometimes for Arizona and UCLA when we play UCLA at UCLA. And we
0: knew we knew UCLA would come out jazz. We said it last yeah, night in the preview. The like fans jazz. in the first in, in the, the the first five minutes of the game was unreal, and then Arizona proceeded to miss every shot from from there on out. I think, but um, we knew that UCLA would be pumped and the pack feels weird. It, you know, people are freaking out. There's still UCLA and Arizona are the two top teams in the pack. We had all this Oregon. Oh, Oregon is coming. Oregon's gonna win t- Oregon lost like, to Colorado at home tonight. They did. Right? And so like it's a it's a UCLA Arizona battle. It, it's probably gonna come down to who wins next week in that game. I mean, USC's tough, but it, it's a very strong possibility. And look, it's I think it it pisses people off more than it that it's UCLA, but wouldn't you be more mad if this game happened against like a Colorado or a Utah or not a top 10 team? And so to me, I I don't take a lot from it. I'll take more from the second game, I think, once Arizona's got some rest, returns home, and, and, and all that.
1: Well, we had a huge contributing factor of us just getting in our own way tonight. And that mostly was because of Kierkegaard. He played his worst game of his career. What happened tonight?
0: It was kind of. Uh, I love Brian Jeffries. I think he's the best in the business, as you know. And he was kind of funny. I was listening post game. He's like, I don't want to kill Kerr. I'm not going to do it tonight. He struggled, he was bad, but I'm not going to kill him. I'm trying really hard not to kill Kirk Reza. He was awful. And I am a a firm believer that when you have a guy that shoots, and you know this, you can't tell a shooter not to shoot. Can't do it. It's their mentality. You're changing their game. What you coach them to do is take better shots. And I would say out of the 12 shots that Kerr took, nine of them were threes. I would say like eight or nine of them just off the top of my head, his feet weren't set. Nope. And there's enough proof this season that we've seen that when his feet are set, he's a significantly better shooter. Now, to his credit, uh, he cleaned up the turnovers. He actually, believe it or not, uh, didn't turn the ball over in the second half. He had three assists, but he was 0 for 7 from the field. And you ask yourself, you know, he's taken seven shots. Why is he, that guy, taking seven shots? Um, But look, you know, it's... You know, it, it, Tommy Lloyd, I think, took the right approach after the game. I know Kerr's being killed on the message boards, Twitter, and all that. You can't kill him if you're Tommy Lloyd. You need his confidence. And you sh- you sit down with him and you watch film tomorrow and you kind of teach him a lesson, saying that in the, in the against the ASUs of the world, the Cows of the world, you can get away with some of this crap. Against the UCLAs, the Tiger Campbells, and all that, um, you really can't. And he was just bad on both sides. Um, That shot towards the end where he was in transition one on four and he just chucks up a three and it barely hits the rim. Like you can't do that. A bucket, the most you're going to score on a bucket is three points. You're not scoring a 15 point shot. So you just can't do it. You have to run an offense. And I I don't think Arizona ran an offense tonight, which is due in large part to him. But you know, he Kerr got outplayed by Justin Kier. Justin Kier played great seven points, seven rebounds in 15 minutes and didn't turn the ball over. And the offense was better than when he was in and he probably should have played more minutes, but Um, they, they, they're going to ride with Kirk He's a guy where he relies tremendously on his confidence. And we're going to see in the, against UCLA next week, what type of player he is and how he responds to this and and bounces back.
1: You mentioned in our preview podcast that this was going to be a coaching chess match. How did that play out for Tommy Lloyd?
0: It's, it's tough to say. and, And here's why. Johnny Juzang went six of 18. For 15 points. He was very good. But, you know, in the in the second half, uh, he was basically a non-factor. He was 2-9. for nine. Dalen Terry was fine on him. Problem is that Dalen offensively was non-existent. Um, Arizona did a, a good job on Juzang. The problem is that Julius Tubellis, we mentioned, was going to have difficulty guarding uh, Jaime Haquez to begin with. And then the second half, when they started playing Tubellis more, Jaime went right around him. The biggest issue they had was Cody Riley. There's no world where Cody Riley should be having 12 points on 6 of 11 shooting against this front court. Jules Bernard, who we said was a key guy, and um, how Ben guarded him, 15 points, 7 boards, didn't turn the ball over. Um, shouldn't happen. It's those type of guys where you can't let them win, right? And, and UCLA had 28 points in the paint, but you know they were 8 for 17 from 3. But the thing is, they, they were good looks. Right, and, and it, if you're getting good looks, you're you're gonna hit them. It's not like they were hitting crazy shots, and uh, it just felt like uh, overall, you know, a- Arizona just it, it didn't really rise to challenge. Like it, it you know, it, it. I don't know how much co- like you don't coach a guy to shoot over twelve from the field, right? <laughs> like right. Just, but
1: here's what I'm gonna interrupt here. It didn't seem like there were very many smart adjustments going on. I will agree
0: with that. I. I I think that Arizona had success when it drove the lane and went side to side. I think, you know, we. I mentioned the pregame that Mick Cronin was going to try to trick Arizona into shooting threes, and Arizona shot 28 threes. Arizona played right into UCLA's hands and did a, a better job, even though they were missing layups. The success, especially for Ben, came, you know, he would get fouled, right? And so, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's hard to dig too much into coaching when you came and make a shot. Like, Arizona was 6 of 11 from the free throw line. Like, it, it, no shots. He couldn't make a shot for the life of them. Um, turned the ball over 14 times. Uh, good news is only six of them. Uh, or, sorry, only, yeah, only six of them in the second half, so it improved a little bit there. Won the rebounding battle um, because they missed so many shots. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it, it was a chess match, and UCLA won it. They, they knew who to be physical with. They knew who to push around and who could respond and who couldn't respond. And, uh, you know, you have to give Mick Cronin credit for that.
1: And I do. Give Mitt Cronin credit for that. Um, I think you mentioned it a couple times, but, you know, just for everybody sitting in the seats in the back, should this game be a reason for concern?
0: Uh, it To TBD. TB. To be determined. And we'll determine that next Thursday when they play. And, you know, I is it a one-off or is UCLA 16 points better than Arizona? And that's, you know, that's why. Now, is there room for concern? I don't know. Like... Arizona shot 31%. It didn't make free throws. Uh, the turnovers, you know, I, I mentioned offensive rebounding was a concern, right? Or defensive rebound, I'm sorry. Yeah. UCLA only had four offensive rebounds. Right. They're one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the They did country.
1: not rebound well. Arizona
0: dominated the glass, uh, scored more points in the play, paint, still had 14 assists on 23 buckets, uh, made UCLA play a lot of one-on-one. The concern is, can Arizona rise to that challenge? Against Tennessee – Um, It killed Tennessee in that second half and outplayed them. And the the refs were a factor. I don't care what anyone says. But that first half, the hole was too big. Illinois, they rose to that occasion. They don't have a lot of great games left. And so I think the concern is, is Arizona able to rise to that occasion? Will it be able to beat UCLA when UCLA goes to McHale? Um, Are there concerns? Yeah, look, Tommy Lloyd warned us about it. If we go back, you know, he was asked about rankings, and he called it rat poison and said, you know, went on a little rant about culture. And a lot of times when Sean Miller did that, they would lose soon after. Like, he was basically warning people. And that's what it felt like Tommy Lloyd was doing. He was like, look, you guys think we're awesome. We're not there yet. And after the game tonight, he said, UCLA's been there before. We're, we're still trying to get our feet on the ground. Like, we're, we're not ready. He kind of implied they're not ready for these type of games. They're
1: still baking yet. in the oven.
0: Right. So is it room for concern? Yeah, obviously you're concerned anytime a team gets blown out. But how much concern, um, I think we'll find that out. Uh, next week, I, I think one of the biggest concerns, to be honest, is the uh, the injury to Julius. Like he he got killed tonight. He shouldn't have been out there. I thought it was apparent early. I'm glad he made the three and all that, um, and he still played his butt off with eight points, six rebounds. But um, it, it, defensively, he was just there was nothing he could do in the second half. And and Cronin realized that, and and Hawk was just weren't around him. And to me, I'd sit him for ASU. They can beat ASU without two Bellas. Um, and then make sure he's ready for next Thursday game against UCLA.
1: Did you just, as a side comment, find it odd for the lack of calls that were happening? Like Pac-12 refs are terrible, and I always expect there to be an, an abundance of calls, especially in a big game like this, and it almost felt like they were just, like, let them play mentality, but there were some blatant fouls both sides. Arizona too. UCLA always plays a little bit dirty, tries to get away with things, and they actually, I think they did.
0: There were only 16 free throws total. Arizona had 11. UCLA had five. Uh, there were uh, 23 totals. That's like nothing in college I know.
1: Football. It's not. That's to why I think me, he's weird.
0: I've always said, I don't care what a ref is as long as he's consistent. And so to me, the refs were fine tonight because they let them play. They Early on, they said, we're going to let you play, and they let him play. Now, if you let him play in the first half and you get really tight in the second, or vice versa, that's where I get pissed off. But as long as a ref is consistent, you won't hear coaches complain about him because they know what they're getting. And um, I thought the I thought the refs were fine tonight. I, I thought yeah, I
1: wasn't I wasn't really making a comment. like It was that weird because usually Pac
0: twelve refs are are ticky tacky. Yeah. and they call a lot of trash in, and they let them play this game, yeah. which is nice. I liked it.
1: Okay, well, I just don't like seeing our players getting smacked in the face. But,
0: you Smack know. back.
1: I guess. Well, you know, this begs the question: Where does Arizona go from here?
0: Well, I tweeted this after the game, and I know it's. Not of much consolation, but Arizona is going to kick the absolute crap out of ASU on Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be great. They're going to go home tonight. They're going to have the day off tomorrow. They're going to go back to Thursday, fix things up, and they're going to take it all out on ASU. They're just going to kill ASU. And then they get the break, and, and next week is a big week. It is a, you know, you you are basically praying. praying you're playing for your conference life in the, the following two games after that. You get swept, you're done. You split, you're still in business. Unless, you know, so... Um where do they go from here? Look, I'm not an end of the world. It, it's January 25th. like I'm not'm I'm, I'm just not that type of end of the world dude with basketball. I think basketball is a different type of game where you just have that off night. like baseball, the best pitchers in the game have that off night. It's how you bounce back. That's what Arizona is going to be judged on. Not this game that happened at, Two o'clock in the morning on the East Coast. <laughs> they're going to be judged on where do they go from here? Do they play like crap against ASU? Lose to UCLA next week? You lose to USC next week? Okay, now now we're talking. Do they go and win the next three? Well, if they win the next three, who gives a crap about tonight? Right? And so it's it's what how do they respond to that? Tommy Lloyd said after the game, we're going right back to work. We're going to watch the film and we're going to learn and we're going to figure out what went wrong tonight. And that is what they'll be judged on, in my opinion, not the actual result tonight. I'm not saying the result's good. It was awful. Arizona played like crap. Arizona fans should be upset. I just think overall, bigger picture, you got to kind of look at it.
1: Yeah, it stings a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I know there's a lot of people out there that agree with me. Um, It's always hard to lose to UCLA in particular just because their fans are just so freaking annoying. But the 30,000 views still is pretty bright. I mean, and and tempering expectations. Like, again, Tommy Lloyd – literally hasn't even been in Tucson a full year yet and it's not like we're looking at Arizona football who went you know who had a terrible record this year for obvious reasons and there's a huge upswing just on the recruiting side and we know that they're going to see improvement this year I mean Tommy Lloyd walked in and the expectation has been so astonishing because we've done so well so it is difficult to listen to Jason but Usually he's pretty right. I mean, look, things.
0: all right, let's 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 just go over some numbers here. Kirk Carissa was over 12, Ben was 5 of 22, so they were 5 of 34. Your starting backcourt was 5 of 34. You add in Dale and Terry, right, they're 5 of 39. hmm 5 of 39 from your, you know, you add in Pell Larson, they're 9 of 49. Okay? 9 of 49 from everybody that's not your big. hmm Okay. What would you say if I told you that Arizona lost by? If
1: they lost by a bajillion.
0: Right. This is an eight-point game with eight minutes to go. Right. Like I know, <laughs> like I know. they it should is, have lost by forty.
1: You know, and really shout out to Ben. I and I tweeted this too, but he really hustled for his for the shots that he didn't make. You know, there were quite a few, but you know, just the hustle, he was the one that was really chasing after the ball most of the time. He was the one that was getting fouled. I mean, he was. Everywhere where he should have been, it was just a really bad night for literally all of his teammates to have all of their worst games of the. Yeah, year. I
0: mean Ben shot five twenty-two, but it wasn't for lack of effort. No,
1: it wasn't. I lack mean, of and effort.
0: he got to the rim pretty consistently. And again, like let's say he makes five more of those, well, all of a sudden he's ten of seventeen, and you're like, oh hell yeah! He missed like five layups, layups,
1: layups. shots that easy. They just left. That's what's that is what is frustrating about this is the points that were left on the table. Just sloppy follow through. Not getting some of those rebounds. I mean, We did out-rebound UCLA, but some of the ones that we didn't get were frustrating because they were right in their hands. And some of their, those turnovers that we had, like slippery finger kind of things. UCLA had
0: 15 points off 14 Arizona turnovers. Exactly. They won by just, 16. Oh. And I know Arizona's not going to have a zero turnover game, but we talked about it. Do we not did. turn the ball over. Rebound. Well, they rebounded.
1: But they turned the ball over. They turned over. the ball
0: over. 15 points. Um, you know, Arizona had 21 offensive boards for 14-second chance points. UCLA didn't. Like, if Arizona shoots better, they probably they win this game. Right? <laughs> like, a couple missed, you know, shots here or there. Couldn't even make a free throw. Um, it's not going to happen very often. It just absolutely sucks that this is the night it happened.
1: Yeah. Well, at least it wasn't at McHale. That's right. a bonus. And, you know, they have definitely have some lessons that they learned tonight. And sometimes it does take a loss to really be able to digest the lessons. And then put them into action, you know, how you change your plan. And I, I am interested not just seeing the players change and adapt. I want to see what Tommy does yeah. as well as a coach. Because honestly, tonight I just – I'm a very big proponent of body language and leadership. Um, And I was, you know, more impressed with Cronin, actually, you know, him standing being – you know, fiery being, you know, in the rest faces a little bit. It feels very passive on I, our side. I will kinds. say
0: the one thing that is, it, if it takes time, and I don't like comparing the two coaches, but it takes time to get used to. If Sean Miller would call a timeout at the first sign of something going wrong. And Tommy likes his guys to play through play it, it through, yeah. and learn from it. And sometimes it works and, it's and sometimes it didn't. And, and it just, and, and Tommy even took blame for it. Like he said, after the game, he's like, I called it bad defensive set calling out of a timeout. They got a three, completely my fault. Maybe I should have called the timeout before. Um, so he recognizes it, but it's a very interesting strategy. And I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer, but um, he's not one of these guys that is going to call timeout. Like he wants his guys to play through it and it just didn't work tonight.
1: It's like that being comfortable in an uncomfortable situation strategy.
0: Right. Like against, you know, like Wichita State even earlier in the year. Like he didn't really call timeout and he said that he trusted the team to get back in it and they, they did. But, you know, UCLA is not Wichita State and, and I'm curious if he changes at all. And maybe, I mean, coaches are very stubborn dudes. So I don't think he's going to change, but maybe he goes back, watches the film, say, hey, maybe I should have called timeout here. Next time, if we're in that situation, I'll call timeout.
1: Let's hope so. Well, you know, this is not the way we wanted to end our evening. Everyone looked forward to this all day long, but I guess we're going to take this moment and
0: learn from it. Hello, darkness, my old friend.
1: Look at Jason's singing. I don't know the rest of that song. Great, but now I have it in my head, so thank you for that. Let's think about the Bruno song from Encanto. It's about a guy that hides,
0: which is what I feel like doing right now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But now
1: everyone has that song in their head. You're welcome.
0: Well, with that being said, we're going to go do some work and go to bed so we'll have another preview for the ase game on saturday
1: well on friday
0: friday it's nice that arizona doesn't play tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that so that's pretty cool shout out to the pac-12 yes um but with that being said thanks for joining us bear down bear down